Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and the rest of you watching along tonight, whether you be from another planet, another dimension, or living under the surface of the earth. We are Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, FM 99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. That's some seriously social distancing going on right there. If you're doing it that. is. It is. And good for you. Good for you. But remember to still wear your mask anyway. Yeah. Uh, we are, uh, like I said, FM 99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. Uh, that makes us number one by default, but I'll take it however we get it. And uh, we are a deep dive into all things pro wrestling. So if you happen to be a wrestling fan or you know one, well, I'm assuming you are or something because otherwise, why are you here? Um, but if you'd like to find more of us, there's lots of ways to do that on FM99.com and 1069thefox.com. You can get right there under the media tab. ESPR, it is that simple. It allows you to find our recent episode and links you to our feed. You can also find us on all of your major podcasting apps. Just search for ESPR Wrestling, and uh, you can find us on all your podcast apps. Just Google us, or not Google us, look us up on your podcasting apps. Subscribe, give us a five-star rating and a review. We greatly appreciate that. And follow us on social media, facebook.com slash ESPR99, and on Twitter at ESPR99. And uh, make sure you like and turn on notifications so you can know when we go live for moments just like this. So you can discuss things like Clash of Champions with us. And don't forget, you can email us, ESPR at FM99.com, any day, time, or night. Time, time, day, or night is what I meant to say, but I got that backwards. <laughs> any time, day, or night. Um, real quick before we get into Clash of Champions, a couple of things I wanted to bring up real quick. First of all, a programming note. Those of you who are used to seeing us on Fridays, we are not going to be doing Friday anymore. We're going to move into Saturday um during the day it'll be about midday so just a heads up to people so you can be ready for ready for that change on friday and you're not like hey where are you guys uh we're still going to be broadcasting we're just going to do it on saturdays because fridays was just the time frame wasn't working out with uh with work schedules and whatnot um another quick note a couple quick notes i wanted to get to before we get to this uh before the pandemic hit i read this report earlier uh james storm was supposed to make a raw debut really yeah, he was. He said everything was set up, and uh, he was supposed to come in. Heyman wanted him for Raw. He thinks the plan was to reunite him with James Storm or with uh, Robert Roode and uh, become beer money, basically, on WWE oh, television. Um, he goes, but obviously the pandemic happened and things yeah. changed, and they that didn't happen. He says he's still hopeful, though, that uh, it's going to it's going to happen at some point. He's holding out hope that they're going to bring him back to WWE TV. And with Robert Roode supposedly making his comeback soon, maybe, maybe sooner than later. We haven't seen the guy in a while. Uh, you know, they had the whole split with Dolph thing, and then I know he we had the suspension, and he kind of kind of went MIA for a while. So I kind of forgot he was there. <laughs> yeah. What I what I'd like to see is him show up, and then Dolph be like, basically, you know, uh, now that you're back, you can ask me for your your spot back, and this that and the other thing, and Rude refusing, and then he gets super kicked by James when he turns around, and then you know they reform right there, and then automatically would be way more exciting than anything Dolph Ziggler's done in the last year. Yeah, I'd be curious how they set that up because, you know, for those who watch, it was in uh, TNA, their impact, right? Um, yeah. That, you know, you'd have to explain, well, these guys were friends from wherever, however they set it up. So. Oh, they easily could, I feel like. You could go and you explain that they've read, these two have wrestled together all over the world and yada, 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 the same way you sell all teams. Yeah. And then you, just, you can just introduce James Storm next week with Robert Roode in a promo segment and kind of establish who he is and what they're there to do. And, you know, it's possible. But any of it, uh, so that's a thing. Raw, if it's on Raw, you, you know they're going to, you know, first well, hour he'll, that, he'll debut on Raw that. Underground is what will happen. And then, and then, and then second hour is the interview, and the third hour is the match against Dolph Ziggler. Right, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he's going to lose. Then, yeah, the blow-off, yeah. <laughs> um, all in one night. <laughs> And uh, as another quick note, uh, I saw a report as well that literally just an hour ago is when talent found out what they were doing on Raw tonight. Oh, no. 
So this show will probably be terrible because that means that it has been rewritten and messed with and undecided for a very long time. So you mean you mean the raw, not not our podcast. Correct, correct. No, Dave and I just found out an hour ago that we were going to be on tonight, and uh, you know it's going to be a mess. But no, so Raw might be a train wreck, but we'll get done with this stuff uh, quickly so you can get to Raw and find out for yourselves, and then we'll be back on Saturday to talk about it with you. Yeah. Uh, but so without further ado, let's get into it. Clash of Champions happened on Sunday night, and a am going to say overall surprisingly decent show. I, I enjoyed the show more than I thought I would. I, you know, I, I think the lack of matches actually helped. In that yeah. regard, because the one because the, the good ones that were there stood out more um, because they weren't drudged in the middle of matches that weren't very good. And I'm not saying the other matches wouldn't have been good. I'm simply stating that because there were less matches, it seemed like there was a higher percentage of good matches that way. Yeah. You know, well, we, plus with that, you know, they didn't throw in a non-title match of, well, this match is whatever for whatever yeah. reason. As I, yeah. Sometimes they did. Now, now, do you want to address the changes now? Yeah, we might as well. I mean, because right away we lost the women's tag team championship match yeah. uh, because both both Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax were deemed unable to compete due to, for medical reasons, um, unspecified medical reasons, um, which, of course, take that however you will. I'm not going to speculate as to what it means. I think all of us looking into the camera now, for those of you with us, I think most of us have an idea of what that means, but we're not going to throw rumors out there well well can, can i can i do the melter read or what, what i find oh okay. sure let's do the melter read let's see uh... I, I, I will i will credit him or uh where resources okay so so i mean we obviously we didn't get nikki which we'll address later on so so mm -hmm. nikki uh nikki crossed out on the show shane and i not on the show uh also um it was a spoiler alert we didn't get retribution on the show right um and we will not have retribution for the next couple of weeks on raw ah so, which is why there's probably a rewrite tonight, although they should have known that last week that there was going to be no retribution, but maybe somebody didn't tell somebody, hey, you know, they're not going to be here. Um, so that could be... I, I would assume that out. the rewrite already happened and Vince didn't like it, and so yeah. he decided he was going to do something else. Yeah. So, so, so I don't... Now, maybe retribution will still show up, but the five main ones are the ones that we will not see uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks. So, Slipjack and, and T-Bar and, and Mace uh, and uh, Retribution or Retaliation and whatever the other girls Reckoning name. and Retaliation. Yes, yeah. Which are terrible, all terrible names. <laughs> um, wow, that's uh, it's not great. No. It's not great. Um, look, I, again, I don't want to speculate as to what the reason is, but if the reason is what we all think it is, then wow, um they need to start handling this a little more seriously. They need a bubble system or something because this isn't working at well, that point. Now, according to the, the sources, they didn't test positive, but they were exposed. So they're quarantined. Yeah. But again, a bubble system keeps that from happening. Yes. Because you're already kind of in a quarantine at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it worked well for the NHL. They uh, ran thousands and thousands and thousands of tests yeah. with no positive results since they returned to play uh, with their bubble system. So that's just, yeah. you know, my, one man's opinion. I'm not a doctor or an epidemiologist or anything like that. I just think that for the safety of the performers and everybody, uh, I think that the best thing, especially in a place like Florida, which is kind of like the wild, wild west, as far as these rules go, yeah. um, I feel like the best uh, option would be to do some kind of bubble program. Um, but again, that's, that's neither here nor there. I uh, hope everybody, regardless of what the medical issue is, yeah. makes the full recovery and is okay. Yeah. So let's go to the pre-show. Uh, which uh, they move some things around because uh, they save the Asuka match for later. So you have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, 
Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura defending against uh, Lucha House Party, which was uh, uh, Kalisto and uh, Lindsay uh, Dorado. Which was fine. I mean, I yeah. saw it. It was fine. It was never there was never any doubt how this was going to end. Nope. Um, and it just didn't really have any drama. It was okay. It was all right. Well, I guess the drama was going to be if like you were going to see the team break up. But I think yeah, right but now, literally nothing happened. Not, yeah, like there was no real bickering. <laughs> there was no real nothing. They they yeah. there was a not it was a non-starter. Yeah. So, so. it was fine. Uh, the right team won. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So, so. the show kicks off and uh, we get to the Intercontinental Championship match. Right away. Match. Jeff Hardy defending against AJ Styles, Sami Zayn. Holy crap. Yeah, these guys, wow, they, um, especially Jeff, man, wow, he, uh, <laughs> as long as he's been doing this, the things that he still does blows my mind. Um, no, have oh. you ever noticed, have you ever noticed that none of them ever look pretty? They just look dangerous. Yes. And you're like, every time he does it, I'm like, oh, oh no, oh no. And he ends up somehow and highlight reels for years to come. Yeah, um, yeah. we had, uh, um, Jordan says, uh, Jeff looked good. Yeah, he absolutely looked good. The ladder match. It was a great match. Oh, they all three all three guys looked good. It yeah. was a great match. It uh everybody everybody played their parts well. And this may sound silly, all right? I'm going to I'm going to make a point here because he wasn't like he was not in a large portion of the match or anything like that. But to me the guy who stood out the least was AJ. Yeah, it, it was kind of surprising because Sami Zayn who I've been seeing the praises of last week was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Oh, he AJ, was fantastic. And I don't know if it's just more because it was like, hey, let's put the focus on you know, Sammy, you know, and Hardy here in this situation. But yeah, AJ was kind of, kind of low key for whatever yeah. reason. I don't know. And this happens sometimes in triple threats and stuff like that. Somebody just doesn't shine as much as the other ones. It happens, you know, uh, that doesn't mean that he did a bad job. It just, he just didn't stand out as much as everybody else. Um, and Sammy, while you're not going to hear me often praise the use of handcuffs and matches, because I think <laughs> it's an overdone stick. Uh, I think for Sammy, it worked beautifully. And also the, uh, the handcuff through the earlobe of Jeff Hardy is going to be oh. something we see on highlights for weeks to come. Okay, so I, um, let, me, let me say that I, I didn't read comments because because I, I was like I wonder what the AEW fan base thinks of like what happened here because if that's happened in AEW they would have said this was the greatest thing ever. I'm, I'm oh yeah yeah without a doubt without a doubt. <laughs> I think like I mean it's dangerous. I mean hello I mean this that's going on you, you know something like how is he going to do that and he still got back in the ring. Um, I mean a couple of spots that just made me like oh holy crap. The uh, spot where AJ Styles threw the ladder. Oh yeah, Sammy, yeah, yeah. Sammy on the uh, on the ladder. On, on the ladder. Uh, of course, Jeff uh, jumping off the ladder on, onto uh, another Sammy ladder. Yeah. yeah, another ladder. And then the spot where Jeff is on the other side of the ladder. That I don't think that spot went like it was supposed to. I think the ladder was supposed to tip back and lay on the turnbuckle. And I think it bounced and fell over the side because it really didn't look well planned. No. Um, I, I think mean, that was, was a mistake. Oh. That it looked like it looked like that was just an and it just it just happened. Uh, because it looked like then he went over to AJ, like, all right, well now we have to kill some time. <laughs> um, because it didn't look well, like it went well at all. Uh, I will say that I really liked, and this worked for Sammy, man, when he pulled that he's he handcuffed himself to AJ when AJ yeah. suplexed him. And I thought that was brilliant, first of all. And then he's making AJ carry him up the, the ladder, which I also thought was brilliant. I expected him just to come to life at the last second and climb over AJ and grab the belt. But no, what does he do? He's they good camera work on this, too, because they were yes. right place, right time. You saw him spit the key out of his mouth, unlock himself, and then very quickly hop down. It didn't look herky-jerky. It didn't look poorly done. He very no. quickly hops down and locks AJ to the ladder uh, support. 
and proceeds to go up. And I'm like, you know what? That that works for me because of who who Sammy is. Yeah, yeah, brilliant last night. I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page with this because I was like, yeah. there's no way you can knock this match in any way. Uh, no, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, Jeffrey Dietz says WWE has really been putting on some incredible matches of all of all time across all brands in the past few years, including last night. Yeah, the latter match was one of the best. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and he says that uh, my friend pointed out AJ took almost 15 minutes to take a ladder bump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. But that was well, a long match. That match went over 25, it was 26 minutes long. Wow. Wow. Uh, but yeah, congrats to Sammy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought everybody did good, you know, and uh, man, that's a, yeah, that spot on the top rope with uh, with Jeff was just, mm-hmm. uh, holy crap. Scary, and, and yep. the, You know, you think about that where, yeah, like, I he was sandwiched. Like, yeah. you know, I, I'm thinking like, yeah, he's done, but he got up. Yep. Yeah, next match was uh, one that we thought we were going to get on the pre-show, uh, but they moved it around. It was Asuka versus Selena Vega for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. I think that was purely when they decided for Asuka to do double duty. They were like, well, it only means as much if everybody sees it, so it needs to be on the main show. Yeah. Um, Zelina, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one because there's not a lot there. Zelina did fine. The yep. ending was never in doubt. Um, but Zelina looked good. She had believable offense for, for what she was doing. Um, but, it, you know, it was good. It just wasn't great. I, I I thought she looked better than she did against Mickey James. Who Oscar? No, no. Oh, Zelina. Rebecca, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. I I agree. I think I think. Well, to be perfectly honest, it was a better match than Oscar had against Mickey James last time too, um, because that was kind of clunky. Um, they, they I don't know what it is. They just there wasn't a rhythm working there for either of those ladies with Mickey at that point. But uh, yeah, I agree. The match was good. Zelina looked good. Um, and you know it's good. Good is my review. Good. Yeah, yeah. Right person one. All right, uh, for the uh, United States Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews. I like this match. I liked it too, but it was a bit of a snore because it was almost a carbon copy of what I've seen already. And yet again, Apollo's tapping out to the hurt lock, which it's like, okay, and we're, okay, we've firmly established now Apollo's not in his league. We need to be done with this because this really drove home the point that Apollo's not on Bobby Lashley's like level. Oh, why, why, why? I think he is done here. I think that's why. I think he tapped out. I think you know oh, it was. It wasn't maybe, but he's he's tapped out previously. This isn't the first yeah. time. He, you know, this, it, that's how he lost the title. Yeah. And so it's like you know, he, we kind of. I, I, I enjoyed it. It was a well worked match. I was just like, I've seen this. Well, I was impressed with the fact that he he lifted up Lashley mm-hmm. up over his head. He did the press, which right. Well, Lashley's no, uh, you know. Oh no, 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 no! Without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah, I'm, not, I, not, I'm not saying Apollo wasn't impressive. I'm just. The match never really it wasn't it didn't have a lot of drama for me. Yeah, I I, I thought I thought it was a better match than I anticipated it to be. So right. Uh, right guy won. Uh next match was the uh the raw tag team championship match, the uh, Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Which was a really good match right up until Angel Garza hurt his leg. Uh I don't know if we've gotten an official report on what happened to his leg yet or not. Um I imagine he probably went somewhere to get it looked at today, so there was the results of that may not be available yet. But uh, he legitimately hurt his leg at some at later in this match, and then they clearly went to a quick like finish afterwards. Yeah, and they they communicated that poorly uh, because Andrade still kicked out or not Andrade. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was Andrade. Yeah, Andrade. Yeah, Andrade kicked out of uh, Dawkins' spine buster when clearly the ref was going to count three, and then it was so it was so egregious that the both announcers had to call, you know, like all right, well that's that's. Ooh, that's not a good finish. That's not the way you want it to go. But you know, I'm I'm fine with that. I mean, it was clunky, but it, it sets up a, a rematch down but the road. But they don't need a 
rematch. I don't want a rematch. I'm tired of this feud. I'm sick of it. That's the thing. I don't need a setup for a rematch. And I understand that this was because of an accident, but it's not like he was, it's not like we were setting up for a rematch because of the accident. It, it, it they just effed it up is all that happened. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I don't need a rematch for, just because you screwed up. I don't need a rematch. I'm done with this feud. It has no steam whatsoever. Well, unless Garza and Andrade are, are going to win the titles, then there should be. But they, they, there should be a rematch at some point. I, I you just say, okay, you know what? We're going to settle this once for all. Either we we beat you and and or we don't. We never fight you again for the titles. No, I don't need that. I'm also tired of that stipulation. I've heard that a lot over the last year too. I'll never challenge for this title again or something like that. I, no, no, I'm yeah, done with it. Well. I'm done with it. Yeah, he's not the only one. I've heard it from other people too. Um, but any of it, I just, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Jeffrey says, yeah, look, the Gage Garza towards Quab. I saw somewhere he may have injured his hip actually. Yeah. I'm trying to find a story on it, but I don't really. Yeah. I don't, I don't think results have, have it's, been it's some, released some yet. Some kind of uh, a leg injury. Uh, Jeffrey says he's done with this feud too, but there is literally any tag team left in WWE. Well, bring James Storm and boom, we've got a tag team. You, what's the AOP doing now? Uh, probably, I don't know, grub hubbing. Uh, <laughs> Paul Lewis. Hey, Paul, thanks for chiming in. Uh, Raw women's title rematch tonight on Raw. So we got that to look forward to. I mean, I'm assuming that'll go very much the way it went the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Probably. They, they can't be doing that. So, okay, without uh, Nikki uh, Cross able to wrestle yeah. on Clash of Champions, we get Bailey comes out. Yep. And, and then Says they- anybody can come out and challenge her. So then anybody does. And it's Asuka who pulls double duty that night, and we get about a four-minute match between them before. Uh, I'm not. I'm not even going to grade this as a match because it wasn't a match. It was an angle. Um, it was an angle just to set up Sasha coming back and getting a little bit of revenge against Bailey. She didn't get full full revenge, which is good. You don't want to see that yet. Um, and this this one is my money for what's going to end up being in Hell in a Cell at the Hell in a Cell paper. Absolutely, yeah, because yeah, right afterwards they kind of previewed or teased uh, Hell in a Cell is coming. I had a little bit of problem with this. Okay, I, I, I thought Sasha coming in. Getting the chair shot in was fine, but but yeah. I almost felt like like in the situation where the face is going after the heel because the heel did something terrible. Yeah, like, like the face shouldn't really get her hands on the heel, and I know I know she hit her with the candlestick and she took off running, but I'm thinking like it's got to be like these near misses where it's like oh I'm gonna get you, and then you know the Bailey gets away at the last second, so that way you know when. They have the match, and it's like, yeah, but waiting to get my hands on you, I finally got it. I don't know. I think Austin stunned everybody nine million times leading up to each of their feuds. So I mean, it was like, I, I think it just, it give or take. I mean, if this was, if this was a standard thing, yeah, I I get what you're saying, but like Sasha showing up out of nowhere, you got to give it a little bit of hype somehow. Was Sasha going to need to do something to what would be causing excitement, which wouldn't just be her being there. She's going to have to get her hands on Bailey a little bit, and she didn't get the full extent of her revenge. I mean, that's not. That's not it. So it's not like it's it's not like she's gotten her comeuppance. That's still coming. Sasha only got a little bit of what she needs to give Bailey. So I mean, I'm still fine with with what we got. I, how long is Sasha going to be in the neck brace? Oh, I don't know. For all I know, they'll Becky Lynch this thing, and she'll be limping through the next three matches with a neck brace on. I have no idea. <laughs> You're not clear to wrestle. Okay, we're gonna get to, uh, Charlotte. Come on in, Charlotte. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, Thomas. By the way, he he's not digging the uh, feud. He says Sasha Bailey going back and forth is getting old, but it's the only thing. They got to work with. I, I actually, I'm fine with them now. Yeah. Now that we finally actually got into the split, I'm fine with it. But I just want it to happen. Like, like let's get to the match and let's make it happen. Oh, no. We're having a yeah, breakdown. Yeah, you can't. I should wait right now. Sasha, which I thought was going to go away for a while. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't need Sasha. 
to you know, to come back. Uh, by the way, in the previous match, Michael chimes in. I thought Andrade and Garza broke up with Angel leaving high and dry with uh, Retribution. Would have been um, an interesting but, idea, but... Yeah, but we, we thought they broke up like five times already. Yeah, they can't seem to make up their minds on that. <laughs> no. Okay, so, so the uh, next match for the uh, WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in an ambulance match. Uh, it was a good match. Uh, both guys worked really hard, of course. Um, they This has to be the end to that feud. Uh, first of all, there's, so. there's little that's more definitive than throwing the guy in the back of an ambulance and closing the doors, and that be you know that's kind of that's pretty definitive. You beat, yeah, exa- yeah. Not to mention the fact, and that's another thing. This match had the the come up into the the, sur- the full circle of Orton's whole storyline over the summer of taking people out. And them coming back to get their revenge on him. I mean, show Big Show shows up at one point and chokes them. Christian attacks him. Shawn Michaels super kicks him, and then Ric Flair drives him away after the match is over. Like they, they, he got that. That's the full circle to Orton's story. He that story's over. Can Can you believe that they were like they thought this out, or somebody said, "Hey, we should bring these guys back and have them show up in this match"? No, I don't believe they thought about that for a second. I'm convinced that was like Shawn Michaels' idea or something. Two things. Do you think all that interference? No. Was- I know we were going. No, no. You don't think I heard true? No, because we're told the whole time he's wrestling with a broken jaw. We're told the whole time he's wrestling with a broken jaw during this match, and every time he gets hit, he's in such agonizing pain and everything. And it's not like it's not like we haven't seen Drew beat Orton already. So like we've already seen him win, so we know he's capable of it. So it's not like this is covering for the fact that we didn't want Drew to beat Orton. Like, no, we know Drew can beat Orton, and we were told repeatedly, oh, the broken jaw, oh, his jaw, oh, the broken jaw. They said it a million times in that match. Every time Orton did anything to his face or neck, hell, if he hit him in his stomach, they were like, oh, the jaw. And it was like they were telling that story over the top. So I was like, no, it's fine. I don't care. Half the time when he got beat up, he was nowhere near an ambulance. It only happened when Shawn Michaels was there. Like, you can beat him up for me, like do one choke slam, you know, way over there, but that doesn't necessarily help me with the ambulance over there. You know, it's like, yeah, he got laid out for 10 seconds. You know, it's okay, great. And yeah, that's that's that, that's one thing. But like, again, I don't think the average wrestling fan or the average fan was watching this with and had any problem with that. I think that's people who are looking to nitpick the storyline and find reasons to complain because Drew still came out of this looking like, I mean, the dude had blood all over his back. He's wrestling with a broken jaw. He's, I mean, he came out of it looking like a beast. That That windshield spot was pretty sick. And yeah. his back did not look good. No, no. Drew's fine. I, I, was it a perfect way to do it for Drew? No, not, of course not. But it was perfect for Orton's storyline. It was perfect to put a ribbon on Orton's storyline and wrap that up. I mean, he did at the end. You know, he, he hit him with the, the Claymore, and then he gave him the kick yeah. kind of in the ambulance and stuff. Uh, you know, it was weird because we didn't know at the time that Retribution wasn't going to be there. So right. I, I, I totally expected them to show up, yeah. When when he went when he hit the uh, um, um, the ambulance for them to drive away and they didn't yeah I thought for sure there was going to be somebody from Retribution in there but there but there wasn't I was like oh yeah. okay well never mind I, I was worried that because nobody moved the car to the uh, door I thought like wait Flair's going to drive he's going to run over the door <laughs> blow the tire on it Phillips says as the best match of the night hands down was not expecting the Hall of Famers to attack Gordon that was a great surprise. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and, and Wait, the biggest... second the second I saw Big Show, I told my girlfriend, I was like, I really hope Christian and Shawn Michaels and them keep showing up after this. Yeah, and I was thinking, it's like, cause I, I couldn't remember like who else did the attack, and I was trying to remember the Christian oh. showed up, you know, and I was and like, I... okay, I was like, is Flair gonna, you know, give the the the, the low blow? Which would have been funny to me. 
but you know, but I understand them him not getting physical, not getting near anybody. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, it, it smart. Uh, Jeffrey says I thought it was a good way to cap off a few, and I honestly thought it could have gone either way. And I, I thought so too, but I thought yeah. maybe uh, either Randy was going to win. But I think if Randy won after all that interference, that would have hurt Drew. Oh, it would have hurt Drew big oh. time. That I agree with you there. That would have hurt Drew. But Drew winning in the end, I don't have a problem with. It does it look great? No, it doesn't look amazing, but it's not hurting him. All right, so uh, some other stuff that happened on the card. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Dave wants to talk about the 24-7 title, and I refuse. That is not a real thing. I refuse. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'll talk about it. So, Drew no, why? <laughs> why are we wasting any time on this? It's so bad. It's so bad. You want to know what happened? He got pinned by Drew Gulak, then he pinned Drew Gulak, because nothing means anything with the 24-7 title. Yes. Uh, but however, he's now the forty-time. I don't care. Champion. I do. I don't. That's like, dude. This is like telling me that, like, well, the guy for you know who leads the league in passing is this uh, NFL cut, you know, guy cut by the NFL who now throws against high school teams. I don't care. I don't care. It stat means nothing to me because it's a piece of crap title that has no weight whatsoever. Well, his forty-five title reigns to whoever they count for are the most for any WWE superstar. No, 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 they don't count. This can go right out the window because I don't need this statistic. This is like when we got to the Royal Rumble and it started getting ridiculous, where it's like, oh, we, one second. Oh, what the hell are we going to do now? 40 championship reigns? Get the hell out of here. Just go away with that nonsense. I don't need it. It's dumb. I hate that so much. Look, we're so out of ideas. I noticed last night, granted, don't get me wrong, I haven't seen every little segment with him. But I noticed last night he was holding hands and talking to little Jimmy again. And I was like, oh, we're back to little Jimmy? That's a thing again? We're trying to bring that back? I No, just let this die. I keep hoping somebody, every time somebody new debuts, I keep hoping they're going to somehow just rid us of that ooh, rid us of that title. I thought when Shelton Benjamin beat him for it, that he might just trash the thing and start all over like it'd be gone. But no, we still were stuck with it. And I had to watch Shelton Benjamin get pinned. It was nonsense. Uh, Patrine weighs in, by the way. 24-7 title used to be fun back when Carmella was with our church. In the beginning, I'll go with you. It was funny. <laughs> it was funny in the beginning. It has worn out its welcome here. Our uh, truth is the best comedy guy they have. The only reason why they keep him around, if, if they give him a push, it would be great. You know, he's I mean, 100% percent right Our truth is the best comedy guy they have. He's fantastic at comedy. Give him comedy to work with, not this. And you know, and when he had when he seriously wrestled for like a week or two, like it was great because you forget, like, oh yeah, this guy can go, but that's nobody. Well, do. now hold on a second. Are you talking about his feud with John Cena? No, no, I was talking like earlier. I think it was like last year. I might have been this. Oh, year. okay, all right. I thought you were yeah. talking about his feud with John Cena. I was like, no, that no. wasn't. It wasn't great, Dave. No. Like, let's not kid ourselves. No, he's a great comedy guy, but give him give him stuff. Oh, all right. I, I, I read that one. That's all you. Thomas says it could be worse though. Gronk could still have it. No, you know what, Thomas? That would be better because then he would have left with it, and I would have been okay with that. He can take that nonsense to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers along with Brady, who I also don't care about. So, haha. <laughs> moving on to the main event of the evening, Dave. Which was. Oh, uh, for the Universal Championship, <laughs> Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Um, a, if you didn't know any better, head of the table match. <laughs> I heard that. I must have heard that that phrase a, a billion times yesterday. But I'm going to say this: loved the match. Fit from a sta storytelling standpoint, that was five star wrestling from a storytelling standpoint. I, I, I'll was, freaking standing. 
Was it the most technical thing I've ever seen? No, without a doubt, no. But man, for storytelling, mwah, chef's kiss. It was amazing. Loved it. That Roman Roman as a heel so far, killing it. Yeah. Uh, two two things. One, I, I saw a comment which everybody completely trashed this guy afterwards. It was on another page where he says, "Oh, they're making him look like Brock Lesnar." No, they are not. No, absolutely farthest away from that. Uh, the other thing is, um, and I know they couldn't do this three years ago because they were still trying the Roman experience. But this is money. This, this is, is absolute money. money. Yeah, this. Roman Reigns over the last month or so has become the most must-watch guy on TV for me. He is yeah. he he is I am thrilled by this. Yeah, and I, I think we didn't I think we talked about this. We didn't expect a five-star match because we thought two ways was gonna go. He was yeah. just gonna demolish him. Obviously, that right. happened a little bit on Raw to set the table, or Jay was occasionally gonna get some offense in. And then Roman was gonna demolish him, which we get we, we got the we got it was a little more back and forth early on. But then towards the last the last several minutes of the match was just an extended Roman beatdown on Jay. Yeah. And which I like that it, it wasn't even for a pin. He was just like, no, I'm just going to beat on you until so either you give up or like you the ref stops I'm this. The, or, the table. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he was he was vicious about it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And then I, I, I loved the little things. I loved that Heyman went and got the lay that Jay came out wearing and put that on Roman afterwards. Yeah. I love that Jimmy came back from the injury to throw in the towel for his brother. And when he's still beating on Jay after the after the ref stops the match, uh, after he threw in the towel, he literally dives on top of his brother like he's yeah. trying to protect him. And he's like, and Jimmy came across really legit. Like, what is wrong with you? We're family. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude. And he's he he admits for Jay, he's like, you're the tribal chief, man. You're the head of, you know, you're the head of the family, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I was like, man, this, like you said, this is money with Roman right now. I still hope we get to a point where the Usos end up on his side. Like almost from that perspective of I'm the head of the family now toe the line, well, you, know you know what I mean? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think Roman needs that right now, but maybe I don't maybe. think he does either. But I'd like to see. I would really like to see this Samoan faction formed around Paul Heyman, who had the history of working with uh, this. That was a Samoan SWAT team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that was his team after. Uh, yeah, after the midnight we're going. Not midnight. Um, who's this guy? Uh, well, yeah, yeah the. Um, skyscrapers i think for a little mm -hmm. bit and then some other guys and then before he went to ecw uh but yeah he had those guys i think did he do he do this one swat team I'm i thought he did let me let me see real quick i'll, okay, I'll find out real fast okay well, um, I, you know, I got some comments here uh jeffrey says i seriously need them to run back the run back this match and in our singles match between rowan and jimmy uh this match was so good yeah it, it, it told an outstanding story uh thomas says anyone with fall age is magic except for redneck uh, and, yeah, and, well, and, and I was gonna say, and yeah, and, well, and uh, and um, which is who, I was uh, gonna say, you mean Curtis Axel? Curtis Axel, yeah. Alex yeah, Riley yeah, yeah. use him. Which, by the way, side note, Alex Riley said that uh, he didn't take John Cena's advice, and that's what derailed his career in the back. So he did or didn't? He did not, because he had seen him wanted to talk to him, and he kind of blew him off, and that's where. <laughs> if yeah. a vet wants to talk to you, talk to him, dude. Yeah, yeah, because I I like them, and it just kind of. Yeah, that. that's uh that's a real shame. You should have not been that uh, much of a of a D. Because yeah, so, if a, if a vet wants to talk to you, I mean, you need to talk to him for one of two reasons: it's either to help you or to correct you on something. And you either way need to listen. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to be changing not in the locker room, and you're going to be the uh, you're going to have the worst seat on the bus. Yep. <laughs> did you so. find out? Did he manage him? Yes, he did. He did. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, the Simone's watch was picked up by National Wrestling uh, Wrestling Alliance in 1989, and were assigned to Paul Heyman. There you go. 
Gotcha. I need to go back. What those guys? Were I thought cool. he did. I just wasn't sure. I was trying to remember because I knew he had the, had the uh, skyscrapers. I, I thought that was his connection to the whole thing. You know what I mean? But it makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. who, who are those guys? Because it was Tama, right? Was one of the guys from the Islanders, and then the other guy, I forget, was like part of it, but he like like didn't stay in the group or something. I, I'm trying to remember. I mean, it's been 30 years. <laughs> Well, the Simone SWAT team, hang on, I'm trying to figure out where this, uh, Samula Anuai of the Simone SWAT team, um, and Rikishi was the other one, obviously, who were the Usos' father. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so, so Samula and Salafa were the, were the members of the Simone SWAT team. So there you go. And I mean, but I mean, uh, Samula, I know why. I mean, we know that that family. I'm probably saying it wrong. I'm probably butchering it at this point. Yeah, yeah. You'll but, uh, but uh, family. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's that's all connected through there. So, I mean, Heyman has that connection with all of them. Which is where, because one, one of those guys became, or no, Fatu was a, was a head shrinker, right? Yeah, because he came in yeah. a head shrinker. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But the other guy was a different guy that eventually became the former barbarian who I had no idea had any uh, <laughs> Samoan in him, but... Uh, not a shock. Yeah. Not a shock. In any event, so uh, that was uh, Clash of Champions. Uh, I give the overall show a big thumbs up. Uh, yeah. If I had to score it out of 10, I'd probably give it an 8. I, I'm right there with you, an 8. There was a, I, there was a few things on there that dragged that weren't amazing, but nothing was bad. And it had it had, it had two really good matches, two, two like great matches, and one really good match. And I would I would argue that the latter match and the main event were the really were like the great matches, and the ambulance match was really good. Yeah, you know, the ambulance match, which is a tough gimmick match. Yeah, this this, this falls on the side of one of the better ones. Agreed, Cause, agreed. Because there aren't many good ones. <laughs> no, no, because because sometimes you know you you get these uh you know these gimmick matches where, and I, I wasn't looking forward to the whole gimmick thing except for the fact that I was thinking Retribution is going to show up. Right. You know, so I was like, oh, this is going to happen. So I think I was more anticipating that. And then when everybody else came in and beat the crap out of Randy, it's like you know what? Okay, this this makes it good. Yeah, so, but now Randy, but now my thing is Randy needs to be done. That feud needs to be over with because yeah, you've yeah. Had, you've had the wrap up of Randy's whole summer story right, right there, and you've had a definitive ending to that feud. Like Drew needs to move on at this point. Yes, he does. Yeah. So, who, so who's next for, for Drew? I don't know at this point. I mean, really, you got Keith Lee, who's an option. Uh, Samoa Joe could leave the desk and challenge Drew McIntyre. Um, because from what I understand, he's cleared to return to wrestling. Um, and you've got, uh, I mean, they could run back mid, uh, the Monday Night Messiah at some point. Um, there, there's options. Well, he, he's gonna be stuck in that silly storyline with Ray, with uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and the daughter and, and uh, and Murphy. If he needs yeah. to Murphy, he can't break them up. Hey, by the way, uh, Brandy weighs in. Should, if you're interested, Corey Graves had Roman on after the bell. He talks about his history with Heyman. I would be interested, except that Corey Graves is on there. <laughs> Corey, Corey Graves, as I like to call him, the praying hantus because he he does this all the time, puts his hands together in that praying motion, and he talks like this all the time, and it drives me crazy. Um, in any maybe, of it, maybe because he's Carmelo. I'm sorry, I, he's been doing that since long before Carmelo. Man, he used to do it all the time and look and just stare into the camera trying to look cool. And I just remember thinking to myself, "Stop it! I hate. Stop it! I hate you." The um, Corey Graves, he don't get me wrong, he's good at his job. I I have no issues with Corey Graves whatsoever. He's he, just yeah. He just on a, on a, like listening to him. I've tried to listen to him on podcasts and stuff like that before, and I just don't find him engaging. I guess. Uh, you know, there was one I, I liked of it that that was pretty recent. Um, I, I think maybe I need to share that in their page. I'm I'm trying to remember who who he interviewed. Um, I, I think it was Shane McMahon, the Shane McMahon one. Uh, okay. 
I thought that was pretty good uh, in that regards. But uh, you know, he's less Bobby Heaton esque because for a while mm-hmm. you try to see you try to see him like he's like trying to be like Bobby the Brain number two or whatever. And yeah, it doesn't you know like he's more natural I guess in some sorts now. But you know, he's yeah, drooling. You know, it's weird though because he defended like Sasha Banks. You know, he didn't go full like. You know, when, when she came out to attack uh, Bailey, you know, I'm surprised, like, right. he didn't go out and say, oh, what's she doing? Look, she's just trying to get the attention away. She's not 100% because he was bashing her for the longest time, and he's not consistent there. So, Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he'll change his tune. Maybe he won't. Yeah. Um, Thomas says he'll take Graves over Michael Cole any day. I'm going to disagree with that. Uh, Cole is actually a, a very good so – somebody who's done this job – Cole is a very good play-by-play guy when he's allowed to do his job, when he doesn't have a 78-year-old psychopath screaming in his ear. Um, he's He can be very good at his job, uh, but he is given an, a, a, an insurmountable task of trying to relay a ridiculous amount of information to you while also calling what's happening in the ring, while also relaying what this crazy person is screaming at him in his ears. Uh, you, you, any, anybody who's had that job will tell you how good Michael Cole is at it. There is one thing that... What he and other announcers do, like especially on pay-per-views, is when they're calling a match, and they always make it sound like they're about to go to commercial because, yeah. it's, you know, because something happens outside the ring. Oh, Drew McIntyre outside the ring. Well, Randy Orton win the championship, and I'm thinking like, are they going to the commercial here? <laughs> but sometimes maybe they think they are, and it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, those mistakes happen. I've, I've I've also done live TV, and that's difficult too. So it, it, there are uh, there are flubs from time to time. Yeah, and he's gotten um, better with saying the vintage thing. So. He has. I think he realized that was a crutch, and he uh, he he got off of that, thankfully. Um, but I think Corey Graves is good at what he does as a color guy. I, I would not want him as the main play-by-play guy. No. It's like Matt Stryker is the play-by-play guy in other places now, and I detest that. I do not. I do not enjoy him as the as the play-by-play yeah, announcer. He was, he was the play-by-play guy for uh, Lucha Underground, and I really didn't like it. Um, really? It was him and Vampiro. Vampiro was the color guy, which. Boy, you couldn't have picked a more boring guy for me to listen to the Vampiro. I'd never liked him. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't like Matt Stryker as a play-by-play guy. He gets too cutesy with his insider references and uh, making remarks that really are – like, you know this expression, Dave, 20%ers. You know what I mean? Like, it o- maybe 20% of your audience is going to understand what you're saying, which isn't the point. You're supposed to be conveying this to as many people as possible. Um, and he, he, he winks at the camera way too much. It just drives me nuts. Um, but in any event, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Clash Champions. It was great. Uh, I recommend going out of your way to watch at least those three matches if you haven't the ladder match, the main event, and the ambulance match. So, uh, yeah, uh, without further ado, remember that uh, we will not be on Friday. We'll be on Saturday during the day. So make sure if you follow us on social media, which is Facebook.com slash ESPR99 or Twitter at ESPR99, you go ahead and turn on your notifications after you follow us on there. So that way you will get notified when we go live. If for some reason you happen to miss us, just remember, you can always find us on uh, Facebook, uh, I'm sorry, 1069thefox.com and fm99.com, right under the media tab, ESPR, or you can get us on your major on your podcasting apps. Just search for ESPR Wrestling. And uh, yes, next on Saturday, next time, we will be doing a preview for NXT TakeOver. So that's coming up. I'm really excited to talk about it. And uh, it's, it's going to be amazing. We'll talk about that on Saturday. So if you got thoughts, get them together. You can email them to us, ESPR at FM99.com. And until that time, remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Good night, everybody. Get out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs>